When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No new music. If you've got new music for us, please go to Feral Audio and give us new music, please. How's things, everybody? <laughs> Simply out of laziness, we're going to start with this one. From Hollywood, California, the nexus of entertainment and sexiness. From the Meltdown Theater at Meltdown Comics and Nerd Melt, Melty Melts, Town is now in session. Wow. Tonight's attendance, 72,000 people. Let's bring out the Game Master, Spencer Crittenden. And just for old time's sake, let's bring out the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you very much. There is a, it's a bigger, it's a bigger crowd. We're always sold out, but it's a... Is it big? It, it sounds big. We're always sold out. <laughs> but this is extra sold out. Uh, I think I, I, maybe... I don't think we're more sold out. I think these people are just more... Uh, vigorous, more exciting. Let's not kid ourselves, Jeff. The, re the reason they're packed to the rafters tonight is not because of you or me or Spencer. It's because last week we pointed out there was no ice scooper. <laughs> oh, shit! And they wanted to be here for the, <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the big unveiling. Dan, kick it off and scoop me some motherfucking ice out of that thing. <laughs> Spencer, talk to Jeff while I make Jeff a drink. All right. Hey, how's it been going, Jeff? It's been a... good. I've been traveling. I've been. I'm, I'm a little uh, travel weary, but I'm very good. When did you get back in, Jeff? I just got back in a couple days ago, but it was. Uh... Oh. <laughs> they love You're a couple cheering. days. It, that was a parody of when they do that, right? It's it's like the movie Cocktail. You're, you're Tom Cruising it right now. It was a, it was a parody. Yeah. <laughs> Th thank you, Mr. Harmon. Oh man. Okay, so uh, Spencer. Yeah, man. What did you think about? Okay, so I have to get a car, right? Like Spencer's been driving me around. I love it. You love it, kind of. I love it. No, I love it. But like when you drove me, so when we, did you register the anxiety level at UTA when we went there uh, last week? And it was like, this happens, you know, it's like Spencer and I walk into a place together because he drives me and then we, I go and then I'll have like a meeting and I'm like, 
at some it's not a natural thing to have a chauffeur like it's not yeah. it's not well a, i think it's it's pretty it's it's the way of way of the land it's not I, I, it's not though it's not i mean <laughs> it's not the way of the waiting rooms where we go into so the so the so the person at the desk is always like like hello, and and then and then Spencer, Spencer like like because he's like a squire, he's like an erstwhile squire. Like he drove me, he opened the doors, he t- he I mean, knew exactly where to go. I was just babbling about not wanting to tie my shoes the whole time, and then like <laughs> Spencer gets to the desk, and then he, and, and then and the person goes like, "Can I help you?" And Spencer goes, "Dan Harmon to see whoever," um, like he announces me. Yeah, which is, which is amazing, um, and then the and then, well, I do that anywhere we go, though. But then the, but then the receptionist goes like, like you're you're Dan, or, and who's he? And he goes, no, this is Dan Harmon. And then she goes, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm Spencer. And, and, then, and then and she's like, okay, do you guys want a uh, water or diet coke or anything? Well, we'll take waters, and we go sit down. And then she's like, uh, Dan and Spencer are here to, for the three o'clock meeting. And, and and then you just have to let it. Go. You're like, it would be weird at at any point to like stop yeah. the momentum and go like, let me explain something here that's weird and takes really long to explain. Well, I think that I generally try to say, oh, don't worry about me when they ask what the, my deal is. Well, that's just but go that's, like, don't you worry. I'll just be over here, six feet tall, with, yes. a, I mean, with a two I'll, foot long yes. beard. I'll, 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 I'll just be hiding over here, the most interesting looking guy in the universe. Yeah, don't don't, don't worry about me. Like needs more context yeah. than that thing. It shouldn't. I mean, those people—they're all about hospitality, so they just want to make sure we're adequately respected, which is, you know, comes to odds because I don't need that in those situations. That's the last t- thing I need is validation from, you know, secretarial staff. <laughs> what? 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 Is—is uh, is there a validation, Spencer, that you do like want or crave? Is there—is there, is there something you would like to hear from staff or anything? Uh, from staff? I mean, like from strangers. Uh, well, I just want ever just, uh, just don't walk slowly, I think. <laughs> That'd be good enough. What do you like to hear from people se- secretly, even if it's a little selfish and juvenile and not mentally yeah. healthy to want it? Like, what, what, what's something that really puts a, puts a wind in your like, Yeah, like a, like a secret thing you wish strangers said or thought about you as you walked into a building. I like things that are useful or being useful to people. So that might manifest as I'll be all like, hey, man, did you know if you're gagging, you can put your thumb through your hand like that BuzzFeed article said, not gag. And then that people will be like, that helps me. And then I'll be like, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I want to help. Yeah, so I want to. Wanna, you want to be useful. I want to increase the the satisfaction of people's lives. Wait, oh, so I, I'm sorry. You you wish people would say, give you life saving tips, or you wish no, you wish people would say, oh, they, you're they, useful. I wish they'd appreciate. Yeah, the 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 utility that I offer. Oh, that's good. Well, you you're you're in a good position because you you have a lot of utility. Thank you. Yeah, you've you've you're you're a healthy example. Of somebody who knows what they knows their needs and gets their needs met. That's what my therapist would say. <laughs> Dan, d- Dan, if you walked into an office building and like in a like in a in a busy office corporate setting, what would you wish? Like the uh, the gatekeepers, like the security person, or who you, like the people that you have to walk past. What do you wish they thought about you on site? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is he. (laughs) 
the chosen one. <laughs> we better get our shit together. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, for, for real. Like, no, I, well, I, I am being for real. I mean, we're we're living in a fantasy okay. world where let's, get, let's, let's let's make a let's make a fantasy. You you go into a. Uh, a, a, a corporate building like Century City Plaza, like to go like in a, a business meeting, you, you get into an elevator. Uh-huh. Everybody in the elevator, uh, there's men, there's women, they're well dressed. You don't know what they do for a living. They could be high, low status uh, comparatively. What do you wish in your fantasy, selfish, egotistical brain? What do you wish everybody in that elevator was thinking? Uh, well, uh, I had something teed up, but then you asked the wrong question. Because I, <laughs> I like my fantasy was that one of the one of the people in the whole elevator would go would go, oh, Mr. Harmon, no, I'm sorry, and then press a secret button on the elevator, <laughs> and then the side of the elevator would open, and it would be like there would be like fog and lights, and uh, and, and I, I would just be like in my hoodie, like Mark Zuckerberg, and I'd go to the other people, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I just go through it. Um, so I guess the answer to your yeah. question is I wish everyone on the now, elevator what, what, thought, now, now pick, what is he doing on this elevator? Now pick the, pick the person on the, on the elevator that you hate the most. What do you wish that person was thinking when that happened, when you went out the side door? Wait, sorry, I didn't miss the time of that. Uh, so, so you you get secret side elevator door status, right. and you have your Zuckerberg hoodie on, and you leave, and you're like, uh, uh, sorry. Right. And uh, what, p- the person that you hated the most on site when you went in the elevator, what do you wish he or she were thinking as that happened, like, like, like to make you the most happy? Uh, oh, I was wrong about football. <laughs> Or, 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 all the crunches in the world couldn't lift my spirit right now. All right, you go into that guy had pizza for breakfast. I've, I've eaten nothing but almonds for six weeks. And he gets to go through the side of an elevator? What, what what happens, I mean, like, let's fantasize. What happens at the side of the elevator? Does it get you to the floor that you're going to faster? Or does it, or does it take you to another uh, yeah, realm? I, well, like, I mean, people go into a building and they go up and down. That's like, that's like people shit. Come with me and like, you'll be yeah. in a world of pure imagination. The truth is that way. Not, this is a fucking lie. This is a rat race. Oh, I hope I get to the 35th floor. Uh, psych. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The real people go this way. <laughs> Me and D.L. Hughley. All right, so... Remember, isn't, isn't he the one with the special purple door at the airport? Remember? Or whatever. Har- Har- Harmontown deep cut. Well... I, I think that's, I mean, you know, we got, we have special friends here tonight. That's probably why it's really packed. Um, I just wanted to tell you guys that um, I, I have a lot of paralysis when I, when I talk to people in person, but I could get into that later. <laughs> like, I don't really know how to talk to people, and that's, and that's, that's the but truth. But I, I think in the last few shows, you've gone through leaps and bounds where you have done very good interviews. No, like, but, you're, but you're talking about... A, this is a lie up here. I'm talking about like actual, like riding in the Uber when the Uber driver goes, uh, I'm going to go up to Fountain. <laughs> it's shorter, it's shorter. Hey, you could can, you can go, you can go uh, down Hollywood. You can keep going down Hollywood. 
Um, I, uh, no, 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 fountain. Fountain. And then I just go. Oh. Right. I don't want because I don't want to. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. And it's not even about the conflict. It's just like I don't. I don't know how. It hurts to talk to people. It, it, it makes. It's. It's like showering. It's like it hurts my skin. And, and <laughs> like. And uh, uh, when we were in New York, and I. I like. 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 When I was. I was walking outside that restaurant, and then the waitress. Because uh, it was Dino's favorite restaurant. And everyone knows Dino's. And everyone knows us. And. And the the the, the uh, waitress uh, runs into me out there, and she goes, "Hey, how are you? Hey, have you met Wes Anderson and Spike Jones?" And and I'm like, and she points to the window of the restaurant, and there they are. And uh, and, and I'm and I'm like, no. And she's like, you should meet them. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> that's like royalty, first of all, and. Like I'm, and she's like, "You're royalty," and I'm like, "That's the problem right there is that you saying that and that whole thing being there." Like I, there's tears, and I know what nothing to do with this. Like I, I if I was, I, and then she dragged me in, and she said, "Wes Spike, do you know Dan Harmon?" Okay, that's a nightmare. And they're like, that's "No," and I'm like, "Hi." <laughs> Nice to meet you. Uh, also, I'm going to go in the back. And I could have done that anyway. I don't think I would know if I sat down next to them which one was which. I, I don't know. That I didn't I would... know which one was which either. And, <laughs> and I'm happy about this. We Wikipedia'd it later, and my guess would have been wrong. <laughs> because they look very different. But I, yeah. but I, thought, I thought, you know what? These guys are masters of, of, of the lateral. I bet the guy you think is Spike Jones oh, so looks like Wes Anderson. <laughs> and I was right, except I was wrong. <laughs> so, so I would have made an ass of myself. So how did that cover... Did you sit with him or did you just walk by like, like, like meeting, the, meeting the Queen of I England? Just, I, just, I, I just play... I'm 42, so I wasn't like... I didn't, I didn't like fuck... I, my whole goal was just leave only footprints. I just, I, just said, I just said, hello, nice to meet you. I made eye contact. I, I, I breathed regularly and I just I just shook their hands and I made eye contact. I didn't I didn't go in for the double cup weird like sexy handshake. I just I just shook their hands. I said hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. It's very 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 exciting and weird to meet you guys. And I and I walked away. And I feel like I won do by th- doing that. Do you, do you think that they knew who you were? No, no. I hate the question. I mean, I mean, I wonder because like, you're not not a celebrity, but I wonder if you are on their radar or not. But I, but I, well, I, I could have, I could have, like, like through work, you know, having a studio and stuff. Like there was, if I had known which one was Spike for sure by <laughs> looking at him, I could have. There was like an inroad there. I could have said, "Oh, we have mutual friends." Boobity boobity boo boo. But I, I just boned out, and I think I'm a better person for it. But the, 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 it wasn't. It's, it was, but it wasn't about. It wasn't about politics. It wasn't about. It wasn't about. It wasn't about star fucking versus like nervousness or anything like that. I'm talking about like that could happen with anybody. I don't like talking to anybody. Like 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 I like I, I've I've just gotten able to like do the thing like like you know when people if, if somebody says like. Like, like the, the, it's like I forged this world. Like I'm like Sauron. Like I like I like I created this dumb, <laughs> like weird world for myself where I could be comfortable. And it's like like every little every little aspect of it is engineered, including the fact that like, I, my, my the only physical social interactions that I can handle are people like, 
like like on a sidewalk going like getting excited when they see me and pointing at me so so that I know like it's done where there is no there, we don't have to worry about anything but if you meet somebody like at a restaurant or anywhere uh, uber driver that doesn't know who you are that's that's never fun for you no god no no but, but <laughs> it's pain, I, I, it's physical pain but i've i've been around you when i've like when you stumble onto common ground with a stranger and you can go, oh, and you get really excited about that. But that's always when I'm being introduced to them through a friend or something like that. Like when you're hanging out, you know, having drinks, and some of those, oh, this is Molly, and uh, she's a friend of so and so's. It's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm an astronaut. Oh, Jesus Christ, I have like 90 astronaut questions. And the, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's. Uh, I mean, those that that yeah, that's that's good. That's fine. So but that's not 90 percent of like how you have to but, talk to people. Like you have to talk to people who are scooping ice cream. If you like ice cream, you have to talk to the ice cream person. They're, they're like, well, how many scoops do you want? And you're just like, I can just fucking, like, my brain just explodes. So, I can't. Th- that's so funny because, like, th- that's my favorite thing is, like, I, I, I'm, like, infatuated with strangers, like, and the, uh, the, the, the person sitting next to you is the most interesting thing in the world to me uh, be- because of the, uh, the free fall, the chaos of that moment. When you're talking to somebody and you go, I don't know if, if we have anything in common at all. Sometimes you find out, okay, this person is kind of a bummer. Or you go, oh, this person worked on the fucking Saturn V rocket. Like, that, that's fucking amazing. But that moment for you is more torture for... Like, yeah, I think we both agree that it's like falling off something. And, right. and, and you're just like, I love that. I do. It's my and I'm like, I hate that. But I, and I feel like I'm I'm honest, and you're like a Patrick Swayze thrill seeker or something. No, no, no. I mean, I, I like it because you, you can find out. Like, I, I can be very misanthropic and very philanthropic, for, like from moment to moment, depending on uh, the quality of the person sitting next to you. But there's times when, like, I get really endlessly fascinated by a stranger. Uh, you do too, but you're you come at it from a very like holy shit. I just got fi- philanthropic versus misanthropic. Phil as a, like file like pe- like pedophile likes children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 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 they I, love I, it. like that's not the file word that you like are the most familiar with. God damn it! <laughs> how, how, how about you guys are always catching me. How, you, you could have started with Philadelphia. Well, I mean, well, I've, 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 yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting that now, though. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like miss misanthropy uh, miss, uh, miss, miss, miss versus philanthropy. I didn't get the phil. Misogyny. Like, um, yeah. Well, ver- philogyny. Phil. I, I love Chinese. <laughs> I love those Chinese up and down Fifth Street, Fourth Avenue. How you do, young lady? See, you got a hole where your wiener should be. Got a Chinese. I love your Chinese, cause I'm a feminist and I'm midtown. Bam, bam. Thanks, kids. Our next guest uh, <laughs> is no stranger to Chinese. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> um, I do want to bring him out because we're, 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 it's hot up here. Um, and uh, I, I, want, I want you to see that I'm not the only one that sweats this much. Uh, 
And I because I, I, I always I feel no, like it's, 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 I think it, you guys know it's hot in this room, but it's six degrees cooler where you're sitting. I'm telling you. And then you look at me and you go, "He's so disgusting." <laughs> I'm hotter than you, just a little hotter. These people, are, these people are sitting out there fanning themselves right now. It's, it's like the. Uh, like to kill a mockingbird, you know. It's, <laughs> I, I, I just come to bust up a shiver rope. <laughs> it's so hot it's in here that, that that civil rights are being like are, are back on the table. It's it's it automatically when it gets hot enough, every play, every room becomes a southern courtroom. <laughs> Uh, 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 tech textbooks may not be allowed in science class tomorrow, depending on what happens tonight, because it's so hot. <laughs> it's the, the, it's, Our next guest is Gregory Peck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, old friend of the show, we miss him very much, but we're so glad he spent some time away because he's been busy and uh, has done something really incredible. Um, not that he had not done all, all kinds of incredible things. We were, we were happy with him quite the way he was. But he kind of, if you're talking about the, th the person I think you're talking about, he just deals in incredible hum humanity all the time. <laughs> that's, that's what he fucking does. He does it, and he does it for no reason. He does it because it's what he does. It's, it's, he, uh, he's a magical, like, magic person. He's a magical, magic person. Uh, he's our friend, and, and let's talk about his new project, which everybody's going to be really excited to see. Uh, please welcome back Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> Your, what you, uh, the idea that people would be excited and happy to see you, that, that's uh, the, the, the worst thing I, I could happen to me. Oh, when people, when people go, oh. When people are happy and excited to see me, I just don't want them to, to I just want them to be normal. Well, you, you're, 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 you're an actor turned director, probably for the same reason, and like your circumstances are so different. Like um, the idea that anybody would ever see me and and point is is like kind of like it's for me that's the same as saying you should be prom king. But for what you're probably perceiving that moment is like, oh, that's the guy from Police Academy. Yeah, and this and guy's here gonna, it comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Detroit at a film festival, and this guy's like, I'm your biggest fan, and. I took a picture with him, and he's like, what do you do now? Yeah. You <laughs> My biggest fan does not have access to IMDb. <laughs> That's what I learned there. And then, but if the good, it was a good question. What would you want people to say, though? Because I still have a big ego. Like, if they had, I want them after I left, that, that was him? I blew it. <laughs> Fuck. You know? Um, so I do have a big ego. I just... It's um, kind of sad. I mean, it's got, but you're, I mean, you, one of the things that's amazing about you now is that you're, you, 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 you accomplish things psychologically that, that other people think are just kind of theories from, uh, from, from, from uh, therapy and stuff 
Fuck you, Harmon. Just talk. Um, do you, you, you had, you've had kind of a breach birth career-wise in terms of yeah. like because it was like yeah, your, I had your the feet career, came out first. Yeah, I had the career most people have at, at the beginning, at the end. Like I sold out <laughs> well, at the beginning. Well, maybe I mean it's you, a you, you, career. you can use those words, but but just more to the, more to more to the objective point. Like like you're you were first famous for your hair and your voice and screaming. and your face. Yes, and I mean you're not that you were not you that that is not to say that your stand-up wasn't awesome the the but but people were like my mom was like that's the guy that's the screechy screechy guy with the hair <laughs> and then and then you and then yeah and then you but and now, now i'm the mumbling bald guy <laughs> who's making grow. these amazing things and yeah i would well, imagine thanks. that yeah you're in disguise when you're at the mall you're like god damn it nobody no when somebody, when somebody i got i got hit by um tmz which I was shocked. It was in New York it, because in LA, no one cares. And the, and they were trying to agitate me. And the guy goes, "They're making another Police Academy. They're rebooting it. Don't you think they should use the original cast?" And I was like, "No." And they go, "Why not?" I go, "Because a lot of us are dead." And and then. I said, if they're going to reboot it, they should do what they did to 21 Jump Street. They should make it a comedy this time. Ah. And, and that made the broadcast. But then I said, this is what didn't make the broadcast. I said, um, it's not really the right time to be doing wacky police comedies, you know. Um, I was like, the police are killing civilians. You know that. Police Academy 5, Ferguson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Mahoney. That first Mahoney. movie in the 80s, it was like the central point of the irony, that crawl in the beginning. It was like, oh, this crazy government. Now they're going to let it just anybody be a police. And the, and the, and the, you know, the. And then it happened. Yeah, and the covers is like, <laughs> oh, I'm scratching my head with my gun, and I'm, I don't know what to do with my gun. Bang, 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 bang. And it was like a joke then, and now it's like a horrible. Reality. Uh, I get, uh, sometimes I'll be doing shows, and I'll get, someone will give me the Police Academy DVD, the, the first one, and, um, I wasn't in that. <laughs> and, and I just, I just, I'm not in this movie, Bob Peck, both way. You're not, you're not in the first one, you're in the second No, one. I didn't think the quality of the script was there yet. <laughs> and, uh, you were and, holding uh, out for more yeah. of a story structure. Yeah, yeah, I said, this is shit. Come back to me when there's... Come back to me when Winslow has more of an arc. When, yeah. When, 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 when his, when his, when his Atari squiggle doesn't sound exactly like his... Uh, Nintendo squiggle. Well, you know, he he uh, he he's uh, th that is a talent. I'm not going to just diminish what he does, but you know, he does that all day long. Those noises, <laughs> like he really does. Like if we were talking, that's his. You know, you know. And one day it was really cold and miserable, and reshooting a scene for the third time, and we're in the basement of this building, avoiding the weather, and he found the. Um, you know the dowel, the inside of a, a paper towel, the, yeah. the tube? And so that was, you know, he, it was like backlit when he found it because he could just, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and, uh, and he's, 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 he's... It's like Perlman with a fucking... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a vintage Stradivarius. So he, you know, he's making his helicopter farts and just, helicopter. and we're all trying to eat. And I, and I really feel bad. So this is a public apology to him. And I just finally go, Michael, no. 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 Swear to God. 
Slow clap in the cafeteria. No. Yeah. Slow clap. Oh. I feel really bad. In my mind when I think of that story, and then a marching band came out. Da 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 da. Rip Taylor throwing confetti around. But um, but they're all playing uh, toilet paper tubes. And so. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> um, since the last time we saw you, uh, I think you were, you were talking about this early on. You were you were shooting footage back when we first. Uh, uh, made friends, I even think. Uh, you've been working on this for a little while, calling it together. You have this, this should we call him a mentor? Uh, yeah, Barry's definitely a mentor. The, the movie's, it's a documentary I made, and it's out now called Call Me Lucky. And um, I started doing comedy uh, when I was 16. Tom Kenny was 15 in Syracuse in this town next door. There was an ad that said they were looking for comedians. And so... Uh, because Tommy's always been amazing with voices. He called up as like a dude, you know, like he was an adult, not a teenager. He's like, yeah, we're a couple of comedians and we'd like to come by. I swear to God. Like he thought, I think Wilford Brimley's coming in to do a set tonight. And um, we showed up and there's Barry, you know, uh, he's just such a character even back then, you know. He just looked up and he's like, ugh. Are you? Did your parents drive you? So, um, so he... Uh, he, you know, it, it, for folks who aren't aware of him, he's a, he's a political satirist still. Is, and, like, my favorite Barry Crimmins joke is, he says, uh, people say, if you don't love this country, why don't you leave it? He says, because I don't want to be victim by, <laughs> victimized by its foreign policies. <laughs> um, so, a real sharp guy. And he started a club in Boston that, that a lot of folks like Stephen Wright and Paula Poundstone, myself, a lot of people got their start in this room. And he was, he was definitely a mentor and the gatekeeper. Like, if he thought you were derivative of anyone else, you didn't get on stage. And, and, and so it was Kevin Meaney and Steve Sweeney and Lenny Clark. All these comics came out of that scene, and he, he drove it. Um, I don't feel like I'm... The, the movie isn't... A, it's about him. I think it's important people meet him and stuff. But what it's really about is, uh, is he, during a performance, disclosed on stage about his rapes when he was four. And, um, and he went, you know, then he, he tried to process this. So, so in the course of him processing it, he went online. This is in the early 90s, mid-90s, and AOL just started. So there was people exchanging child pornography in chat rooms. And he complained to AOL, and they didn't do anything. And then he... Then he uh, went to the cops, and the cops in the movie say, you know, we didn't even have computers then. So he posed his kids, got all this evidence against AOL, and then took AOL to the floor of the Senate during a judiciary hearing. And it's, it was like a Capra story, this, like, you know, nightclub comedian embarrassing this giant corporation. And then how, afterwards, how, there was a shift the, in him. What was the process for him? Like, like how did he go By the from... way, the movie's funny. I know it sounds... <laughs> <laughs> the movie's amazing. I, I, I mean, oh, which thanks, is a story Tom. in and of itself is the fact that this is like... I mean, you, you've made these movies that people adore because they're so punk rock. They're so you. They're, and they're well, so... They're so sort of just... Like, if they're nothing else, they are, they are you just trying to steer off of any conceivable road in front of you. Uh, Shakes well, the Clown. And, uh, like, there's people, there's people who, like... like, like and there's a there's an anger to that stuff too. So the irony. I guess to me there is, is. I don't see it, but yeah. I, I mean, you're laughing so. the whole time, but you're like kind of like humor God bless like, America when we, we shot a baby. I really thought. <laughs> I really. It was like I wrote it. You know, she goes, "Don't you have a baby?" And he pumps a shotgun. She throws it near. And we shoot the baby. That was the only thing I've ever written that I thought at some point someone was going to say, hey, man, you can't do this. <laughs> but it never happened. I was like, I guess we're shooting a baby today. And, and, the, 
And I said, I go, give me a baby that looks really ugly. Like, I wanted it to look like someone shaved a pug, you know? And uh, the baby came, and it was really cute, and, and it didn't cry, and it would just sit there like, you know. And um, uh, I feel bad about this, too. I, I'm, I, this is my amends uh, uh, story. This is a good place to do it. Yeah. The audience so, is 25 years old. They love apologies and punishment. So, <laughs> so, so the baby didn't cry. Oh, the parents go, they, they come in, they go, what are we shooting today? I'm like, your baby. Your baby. And, then, <laughs> and then I realized nobody told them what the scene was about. So, so we gave them some more money. And then, um, <laughs> that's true. There's a stunt bump, I guess. So, um, stunt bump. The baby just sat there, just like this. So I'd have the parents, the dad, I'd have him walk off the set, and the kid didn't give a shit. And then, um, I, uh, nothing. Took its... Uh, biscuit out of its mouth nothing just sat there so then I'd love to tell you I'm a better man than this but I got down on all fours and I put keys over the lens so it would be looking in the right direction and then I got right in the baby's face and I was like <laughs> and the baby would go eh. like, roll 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 and <laughs> and whenever I would duck out of the well, way, the so baby would so the shut key, up immediately. The keys were to get the attention, and then you were there to horrify the baby. Correct. <laughs> okay. But as soon as my face wasn't there, it would just dr- shut down. It was like that Michigan J frog, you know, like, hello, my baby, hello, my ragtime <laughs> you're, you're running and getting the DP. You're like, I swear to God, the baby... <laughs> he was crying. <laughs> sure he was, Bobcat. <laughs> Free beer. So I... um. I imagine like someday that kid will be ten and a police academy will come on and be like, ha and just, just and, and, run then, out. And, and then you'll you'll have your shot. Oh finally got it. Um, but anyways, so, to, to to wax schmaltzy about it or just at least kind of mythical, I mean all of that all of that awesome punk rock anger, energy, whatever you call it. You don't call it anger, but like no, I guess cyn- cynical, whatever, like uh, uh, non-establishment. Uh, and uh, you, you had this father figure early on in, yeah. your, in your comedy career who who had this scar in his life. And, and then one of your, you know, you've made all these different kinds of movies. Like, like, like your most recent one before that is this, you know, there's another weird turn for you, the found footage, like a Bigfoot movie. Yeah, yeah. So like that does not resemble Shakes the Clown that much. Yeah. It's not like you're... Uh, Rob Zombie trying to like you're like no you don't get it yet um, no I, I I just like Bigfoot <laughs> the cheerleaders are dumb and they should be tortured I, one more movie and I swear you're gonna get it no I just wanted to make a Bigfoot movie because I, I like Bigfoot and um <laughs> And then you cradle this guy with your with a, with a, your first documentary. So yeah, so Barry, it's funny you say anti-establishment because I met him as a teenager, and here's this guy who was totally anti-establishment, and he didn't he wasn't condescending t- to us. He actually encouraged it. So, you know, that was that really. Uh, How did he come out of it? Like, like what's his like? Is he happy with what what happened? Is it, is that satisfying for him? I, I don't think it... he is happy. I mean, not, not happy, but like, like, like it, 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 it... <laughs> no, he's the first one to make those jokes. Yeah. We. <laughs> There's a scene in the movie where uh, he actually goes into the basement that this happened in, and I was just filming the basement because. I thought that was way more powerful just to show these spaces, but I did not want him to go in there. And he goes, you go through a problem, you know, 
You don't go around it. I'm, this isn't, there's no demons. I'm demystifying this space. I'm going down there. You can film it or not. H had he been back there since? No, no. He says, uh, it's not a place I like to this hang out. This is the out. first time when you... Yeah. Wow. So he, he was like... Um, so we had a huge argument, and, 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 and I said, well, just give me five minutes so I can roll. And it's in the movie, and it's very powerful, and uh, there was a reason I was trying to remember. But, but one of the things happened is he, he's very eloquent in the basement, and then afterwards, because I knew it happened. He went into shock. You know, he does this weird thing when he's going into shock, and I knew that he was in shock. And he goes, I can't remember what I said. Is any of it usable? And I said, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to play yakety sax the whole time. <laughs> So, oh, that's what I was going to say. Just what you're saying, he said. Um, and we were doing a Q&A, and I said, you know, and I wanted to film the spaces, and I didn't, I didn't want to do reenactments. And he goes, you didn't want to do reenactments. <laughs> <laughs> it works every time. But, but, but Bob, uh, Bob does, 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 uh, does Barry emerge from this? Like, is, yeah, is, that, I mean, is that more healing for him? Or yeah, you? yeah. And, it, you know, the, the point of the movie w for me was to show he comes out through the other side and not only he's not a, a, a victim of this, as he says, I'm not a victim anymore. It, it, it is about coming all the way through the other side. And, and um, you know, he starts off the movie, he's just full of rage and he's still angry, but, you know, his, his targets are now, you know, uh, uh, more directed at people. And that's, what, that's, the, that's the thing that I want people listening to this for as far as plugging the movie is concerned. If you're, you know, because, uh, like, the tough thing about good movies, especially ones that are profound that have to do with, like, insights into human darkness, like, they're not always at the top of your list. Like, yeah. like no matter how good you Yeah, like, you, I still you know haven't seen The Act of Killing and everyone says it's a great oh, movie. Man, it's a, I mean, it's the most important movie you'll ever see because... Yeah. But but and that's what I, but the thing about that is that I keep saying to people like yeah but don't don't worry about it it will not challenge you that way at the begin it's 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 colorful and whimsical and ironic it's 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 it, it that's and your movie is similar in that sense that's why I texted you halfway through it and was like this is this is really genius because. There is, and it's something about Barry too. And I think there's—I don't think I have the IQ or the vocabulary to articulate what, what the what the real important thing about about what's on the microscope slide there. It has something to do with the fact that he's really smart and really funny and really autonomous and really unafraid of the entire United States government and all of mainstream society <laughs> and anyone that could ever tell him that he's gross or fat or dirty or stupid. Um, uh, he, he, but, and, and, and that he doesn't cut the silhouette, therefore, of somebody who is capable of having something so just... Uh, just so that's this is where my vocabulary breaks down. It's just it's, it's, the dichotomy is very interesting to me because he's not. It's like we're used to breaking up the world into guys like that that are like it, 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 he he didn't he didn't he didn't say oh my god I was molested on stage and then and then curl up in a ball and start sucking oh, his no. thumb and then become really unfunny. He became yeah. even funnier and even smarter and even stronger. But and in, in, in a process though, he had to ask himself questions about like everything that that he had ever thought or done and every formation of all. And how do you know? Even those of us who don't can't point to a big red trauma on a map, we have to go to therapy and wonder how much of what how much of what makes people chuckle when I talk has is unhealthy, and how much of it is like 
I don't know. It's 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 a really it's an important movie for that reason. It's just a I, I this is the here put this on the poster. I'm going to give you a great quote. Even if he hadn't been molested, this would be a great documentary. <laughs> um, well. That was, because he's a really, really incredible, like, 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 like well, I think that, like, people would go, well, you know, did you pitch this movie? It's like, where? Like, here you go, go, Bob, hey, here's a comedian that you're not familiar with. No, wait, he gets raped as a kid. <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Uh, <laughs> don't stay up There's $10 million, dollars, Mr. Goldfog. What, what was it like, uh, like, did you, did you get, like, what was it like the, the journey for you in that movie? Like, did you think that you were gonna get through that without it being hard? Did you know how hard it would be for you? Like, like what, what was your journey through all that darkness and all that sadness? Yeah, there was a, it was, uh, it, you know, to, to, you know, I was very concerned for my friend, and, and Barry says that whenever the movie would have come first, uh, his, his well-being was always more important than making a movie, even if it was a, a movie about it. But it was, it's been very hard, you know, and it, and and it's what weird. Did you, what did you go through? Like, what was your journey on that? Well, it's now, you know, we've had a, a lot of success with the movie, and we show screenings, and people, you know, really like it. So I have to deal with that. I don't like success. And then there's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just kidding. But there's there's uh, often after the movie, you know, adult survivors come up and they disclose, and often they're telling me this is the first time they ever did this. So, so. you you get. A full portion of that every time you show the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's been. It's. I'm. I'm glad the movie's helping people. I'm glad it's been doing so well and people are receiving it. But you know, it's. It's. Um. I can. You know. The 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 birth of the movie, and I'll talk about it here because the last time we worked together was was here. Um. You know. You know. Robin Williams is my best friend, and he. Right. Um, he knew, I wanted to do Barry's story all the way in the mid-90s. I thought, you know, we, we took a swipe at scripts and everything because I thought I'd want to have someone play him. And it was Robin that kind of suggested that I jettisoned that idea. I'm smiling because he was like, uh, he's like, I'm too old to play that role anymore. <laughs> he's uh. like, he said, why don't you do it as a documentary? So, so I was last, like. Last time I, we talked about this was uh, Tasha, your daughter's birthday. Yeah. And you sat down and said, how you doing? He said, well, I had a breakup. My best friend died, and I'm making a movie about uh, child rape. Yeah, child it was, <laughs> it, was like, it was even like better than that. It's divorce, broke up, decorating the Christmas tree with another woman. My best friend passed away, and then yeah, for about eight to twelve hours a day, I'd, I would edit a. You're dealing with this shit. A child rape documentary. So it was. I'm really ready to do like a talking duck movie. <laughs> you know, uh, just something really asinine. Well, that's, you know, I mean, here comes quackers. They were letting you sh shoot babies before, but now you've like, yeah. do, you, do you feel like there's like the, you get the car the karma holsters all f like full, and you could like you could shoot eleven babies in well, the next movie. Yeah, and everyone was like, at least it wasn't like that doc. So, um, but Barry wants to do a sequel. He calls it <laughs> "Call Me Greedy." Um, <laughs> but. Um, so Robin was the one, he said, you know, shoot as a doc. And he said, uh, I said, I don't have any money. And he actually gave me some money to start filming. And that's how the whole movie got made, was that. And but it you, was you wanted him to do a live-action version, uh, as him as Barry? Yeah, I, yeah, that was really what I was thinking. Awesome. And, 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 then, and, then, and then we still were thinking about making it with someone else playing him. And Barry wrote a script that was about 350 pages long. 
and uh, and and then I took a stab at a script, which actually helped the doc because I kind of had the structure in my head. And I didn't do that as a bait and switch. How uh, how how his disclosures reveal? I just wanted the audience to feel exactly how I felt, knowing this guy, knowing this guy really well, and and then learning. Oh, now it makes sense. You right. know, I, you know. I think the forty-eight hours version would have been <laughs> raped at four, <laughs> comedian, and then. Nothing would have been funny for forty-five minutes. Well, it's also like, 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 like I want to, I want to bring our other friend out, but I, but like, like, like that. Other, that's the, the other powerful thing about it. Maybe this is what I was trying to articulate: is the, is the fact that you do it that way. It, it's an, because I feel like sickness, abuse, death, like the things that we fear, the things that we know that are the worst things that can happen to us, we tend to. Th- relate to them emotionally as diseases and when our friends are afflicted with them like we we have this temptation to like we it's it's this hor- it's this terrible syndrome of shame and guilt and 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 stuff that we we, we go like oh god that, that well this person if this terrible thing happened to them then then that makes them a different kind of action figure they need they need special tools and backpacks and things and they're not it's like but the the nobody is more human and more dimensionalized than Barry Crimmins like prove that nobody has more tools to deal with any manticore that would cross his path. So uh, and, and 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 then and then this 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 thing is placed in his path when we watch him eat it and we watch him digest it and we do, we, we we do it with him and that's it it humanizes it and it, and it makes it a real thing which is really I important. often wonder because if Barry if because he he almost in my mind may have been that kid at four because because his friends were talking about some. Uh, preschool revolt that he led <laughs> you know he, he, they handed out books and then he threw them out the window <laughs> like well, we're not going to need books <laughs> so um, you know he said that when I when he disclosed to me that my reaction wasn't you know someone says this to you now it's on your lap you know you're re-seeing this person and when it found and when he told me I was just he said that it was almost if you know I he, he talks very affectionately about how I reacted. I was just like, oh, you know, I was kind of not happy, but I was just like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know. And that meant <laughs> where, oh, did you, where, where did you first uh, see him or hear him? Like, uh, do you have any favorite jokes? Like the first jokes that like you like you remember like when you when you, f- you first thought he was funny? Oh yeah, I mean the first time I saw him, you know, yeah. he, he was just the first thing I remember was just the first time I saw him walk on stage. He's he's swilling a beer that he pulled out of his jacket. And he's smoking, and he's like, oh, I'm on a health kick lately. We've kept one of our other... Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, ...dear friends uh, 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 penned up in there, who, like you, has been, has been out in the world, and we want to hear what he's been up to. Let's bring Curtis Armstrong out. <laughs> What a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I, have, I, have these, I have these friendships that, I only li- that literally only exist on stage, and it's very unhealthy. Like, yeah. it's a very, like, a, like, like what, but, 
yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just explaining that I'm not a healthy person, and that, that like, that's what I was talking about earlier. Well, that that that, that goes without saying. But what was interesting for me <laughs> um, is that I, you know, was I'm here because I've been away for a while, and I I asked if I could come by, and he said, yeah, but of course he doesn't tell me. Oh, that I'm here? That you're here. So I show up just as you come out. Oh. And it's the first time I think I've been in a room with him in about 30 years. Oh, I didn't know you guys crossed paths. We did a little movie movie called One Crazy Summer. Oh, shit! Jesus fucking Christ. my brain like just rotting away? Bob, we keep missing each other. Joel Murray, too, right? Joel Murray, yeah. Bill Murray, right. Godless America, whom we love and adore. John Cusack. I about this movie ad nausea, but why did I not make that fucking connection? Am I... Well, that's, that's how we right. met. We were uh, <laughs> we were in our twenties, and we made that movie. And it was I. I'm a big uh, indoor BB gun enthusiast, but at the time, <laughs> at the time we made that movie, I was a big uh, indoor model rocketry enthusiast. <laughs> yes. So every night I'd go back into my room and build a big rocket and then shoot it down the hallway at yeah. the hotel. Because there was this security guard who was like, "You guys are making too much noise," and I was like, "Oh, I'll give you noise." <laughs> yeah. So. We would sit there with lawn chairs and wait for this poor guy to Joel, come around Joel. the corner and go, yeah. <laughs> just rocket at him. Yeah, that was a lot of stuff like that. When it we was made that great. Movie. And what was really great about that movie is if you see it now, there's Bill Murray, there's John Joel, Q- Joel Murray, Joel. Joel now Murray, I feel better. Joel Murray and and Bill uh, and uh, Cusack. Uh, John Cusack and Demi Moore. Demi Moore. But what's really funny about it is he's so completely took over this movie. Oh. He, you, you, wow. told, no, wait, finish, let me finish what I'm saying. So what happens is, I'm in heaven we right all now. show up and I we, love all, this movie. we all think that we have our thing going and we know what we're doing and we have our bit and, you know, Cusack's got a name already and Demi's got a name already. But after about a week on the set, they're all talking like him. <laughs> on camera. Not just off camera where we're off going, you know, but on camera. And it started like with Cuzak doing it and then and remember this? And 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 Joel and then Demi started doing yeah. it. So they would be on camera doing scenes that had nothing to do with him. And Savage Steve is like, you know, this wasn't supposed to be about Grover's. Family. That's right. <laughs> But when we, so to me, he was on um, General Hospital. Cusack had done that uh, uh, Rob Reiner movie, A Sure Thing. Uh, everybody was coming up. Everybody had a high cue. But but Curtis, so we would all go out to dinner, and nobody would recognize anybody. And they'd always be, Booger! It's fucking Booger! Booger! Booger, come over here! Occasionally they'd be, Jackie Templeton! Which was uh, Demi's character on that movie. No, it was great. It was, it was such a great I thing. Can't and there's a scene where, where Steve told me later, that scene where uh, I, it's with you and I, and, and I say, talk about a little fat kid who's yes. growing oh, up. Yes, oh God, yes. And he goes, were you that fat kid? And I was like... <laughs> No, I used to punch the shit out of him, and, and, and I'm almost in tears telling that story. But I didn't, I didn't remember this. Steve said that uh, that was something I pitched, and, and we you just... didn't pitch it. I'll tell you exactly what happened. So, <laughs> we're I'm, I'm gonna l- fucking die over here. <laughs> so happy. 
I've, I have never forgotten this because I honestly didn't know Bobcat at that point. He was just this this godlike thing that showed up on the set one day and you couldn't stop you, you couldn't speak you weren't, because, fami- you weren't familiar with anything that no I mean I, seen I, him. I I don't know if I'd seen him I'd never seen him live so I don't think I saw him live a lot after but at that time I hadn't seen him so but he shows up and there's just nobody like this man in the world and it wasn't like he was on in that sort of bobcat character all the time. He wasn't doing that. But he was so interesting and so funny and so smart and everything, all this great stuff was coming out of him and you just wanted to sit and listen to him. And so we're at lunch one day. He comes over to me and says, come here. And he takes me into a garage. And... I'm not falling dum, for that dum, again. And he says, I have this idea for a scene, and I want to run through it with you before I show Savage. Oh, okay. This is what happened. So we sit down, and I'm just looking at you, waiting for you to start. And you start in on that speech where you say... You know, there was this little fat kid once, and you know, and you you go through the whole thing, and it's very funny if you know the movie, and if you see the movie, he's really funny, and and he tells this whole sad story about the little fat boy, like he's confessing, and I say, and I just said to him, as a person, were you that little fat boy? <laughs> and he said, no, but I used to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> And I thought it was the best thing I'd ever seen. So we got Savage from lunch, and we ran through it again for, Sa- for Savage. And it's the big scene that he has yeah. in the movie. And he just came up with it. But I didn't... Uh, yeah, I, I was naive about how things work well, then. <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, no. Uh, I, apparently you could just put a scene in a movie. Well, I wouldn't... Yeah, I know. But you except, were right. You except were right. I learned. Right. <laughs> when you had me during Bob. Community, I didn't do any of that shit. <laughs> Bob, hey, you didn't come down and go, what the fuck is going on? Goldthwait's in a scene now? <laughs> Wait, so, so for real, Curtis, that, that whole scene, that, that monologue is improvised, all Improvised all... entirely by him in a garage. Because that's one of the memorable... Like, I know, the, that's why the, I'm bringing it up. It's one of the amazing. big scenes in the movie. I do remember it, and I have the best memory in the world. <laughs> Because <laughs> I forgot that they were in that movie together. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get to travel around a lot with Joel Murray and you know, oh, I and, and whom I love and adore, who's one of the most delightful people there is. Uh, and he's told stories about working on One Crazy Summer about how much fun you guys had. Yeah, it was really, and like, really it, was for, fun. like all the partying because it was the eighties and it was, was groove tastic, and it was like like really sexy and fun. I remember the Cusack's like, I got this friend and he you know, he's gonna put him in the movie and <laughs> yeah. it was Piven, and Piven shows up, gets hammered, jumps in the pool, cracks his face open on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> Hasn't been on camera yet, and they had a they had a putty his face with yeah. mortician's wax. That's right. He had a big cut in his head. Aw, Pivy. Oh, the Piv. <laughs> Poor Pivy. Mr. Selfridge. Um, so, well, enough one crazy song. But, the, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but that must have been an awesome time to be young comics in. Yeah. Uh, when they were making big comedy films, like what, what well, they... I remember that the name of it was called what was it, My Summer Vacation or Greetings. My Summer Vacation. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they were saying Warner Brothers said you can't call that because they had vacation. 
yeah. And so they said, we're going to call it uh, One Crazy Summer. And he goes, if they put out Woody Allen movies, it'd be one neurotic Jewish guy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, what, you, I mean, well, to counter what Jeff said, I think the, 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 the further back you go, and we think in this desolate landscape of where it's catch as catch can, and we just get a little giggle here, and my podcast got 600 hits, and I'm so happy. And I think uh, you talk to the Farrelly brothers about Kingpin, for example, and you hear this story about how they almost killed themselves. I thought Kingpin was the best Farrelly Brothers movie that has ever been made, but because the world was older then, like the rules are different about who's telling you what about whether or not you're being successful, whether or not your movie succeeded. And it, 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 the, the disparity between uh, when you're supposed to celebrate. Remember the Sony leaks came out and... Uh, there was just like, like one of the most delightful parts of the Sony leaks was Channing Tatum's email to everybody at Sony going, Yeah, bitches, we did it! Like, like, <laughs> because, because they just made like $740 billion in an hour for, I don't even know which movie it was Godzilla versus Men in Black or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a, but Channing Tatum was involved and he was like, Bitches! <laughs> he was using Z's and exclamation points. There's, there's got to be a high five emoticon. <laughs> but it, but it really has nothing to do with whether or not. I'm not saying whatever he was talking about was right. a bad movie. I'm saying it was completely disconnected from whether it was a good or bad movie. And because because you, you, like like Jeff is saying like oh that must have been a great time to be alive. All these comedy movies. I'm I'm going to assume God no. I'm assuming that like that just meant that more hilarious people were being told more times per minute you really fucked up can't believe you were in that piece of shit but you told me to be in it it was a piece of shit I never said that <laughs> why would I do that I, I, I work for Mike Ovitz god damn it I was recently uh, I, I was, just did coke off of, off of the, uh, the small world ride I I was um, I was I was in a, a talking horse movie that put me in comedy jail. <laughs> End in my career. Comedy jail. And I look at the... I, I was just recently moving and I found the script and I scribbled on it and sent it back to my manager. I go, why would I do this? <laughs> and then he had written a dollar sign on it. I'm shameful telling this. Well, they're the opposite of therapists. The agents tell you that you should worry about everything and money matters. <laughs> like, 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 like. And then you go to therapy and it's like, no. It's no. true. I, uh, yeah, so, you know, I just make my movies so far out of the system and... And you know, I, I love working. On, I loved working on community. I love working on people, people's shows that I respect and have fun, and that's great. And then I go make these movies, you know. And and I don't mean to throw my agent under the bus. I'm not going to be specific. <laughs> One of my agents. That way, I can get him off the hook. But <laughs> you know, he he called me up and he says, um, because it was in the trades, and he goes, "Hey, Sundance." And I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You made another movie. <laughs> That's an actual quote. I was like, I was like, uh. I feel like, like, like I, I Wait, so he, he wasn't along for the right uh, up no. until then. I just go do them and then let them catch up, you know. Wow. I don't know. What's your, what's your agency? Is, it, is, I don't that, want, is, is that a personal point, question? Yeah. Well, at this point, <laughs> oh, after yeah, yeah, I told yeah, that yeah, story, I, don't I, don't I was just wondering if you're UTA or not. But but I was a uh, like I I didn't. 
I think I th- this is an age thing, and I think I, I regard it as like, uh, oh, I, I guess I made it. I'm like a character in a movie about people that make things because I, I had a meeting at my agency, and I went to the wrong building. They had moved four years ago like <laughs> because I don't, you know, I'm yeah, an yeah. autopilot. Yeah, it's yeah. like somebody goes, oh, what's that dumb, dumb fuck with doing? And, you know, like they want to be in business with do the they, dumb fuck. They, do they ever send you things for you to, you know what I mean, that you didn't create? Yeah. I mean, especially now that I'm, I'm trying to do this studio thing, you know, I'm trying to become a suit because I'm a fucking horrible, self-destructive oh, okay. person. But, and, and, and really insecure. But I'm trying to, like, like so... Uh, because yeah. I get scripts, which is new for me, and then uh, the, I should just read my emails. It was just, this is a very well-written script, and I hate everyone who wrote it. <laughs> If I ever see them, I'm going to punch them all in the throat. <laughs> it's a pass. <laughs> and then I wrote, P.S., if this email does get hacked by the North Koreans, I'm a really big fan of their irreverent brand of humor, <laughs> and I wish them more continued success. Yeah, I mean, I think at a certain point, don't you, I've kind of, because I, I, I think... The, you know, it's a, it's that it's that it's that movie archetype of like your agent should just have the pork pie hat and like the he's just like the really old guy that's just like like you can't leave him now like like and he's just like I tell him when they call you you know the Bobcat deal the Bobcat deal is a million prescriptions <laughs> you just kind of like like well at a certain point you get you you you're just you're just out there like a log floating on a lake. Like you know, the, the the importance of the importance of representation becomes slightly diminished. Well, it, it certainly doesn't help in the the types of movies I'm trying to make. You know, so I I just don't waste their time with that. Right. Stuff, you know, because that, then they I don't resent. They'll them. probably try to talk you out of it. Hey Bob, are you still doing the Kinks thing, or can we talk about uh, that? Yeah, or? I mean that's my dream project. Is that I wrote a, a screenplay uh, based on Schoolboys in Disgrace, and, and, and Ray Davis has been very involved and encouraging. And that's that's one I, I hope you make. I hope so too. Well, I, I you know it's it's frustrating because it's it's you know dudes in a high school basically singing. It seems like that formula's worked before. I don't know why, I don't know why people are really so skittish around it, but it, it may, I don't know. It's not like I'm coming to them with, you know. What, what's your relationship? It's like, hey, did he do a musical? No, but he did that baby rape doc, and he did a Bigfoot movie. He's your man. He's so your of man. course he should do a musical. But I don't know what's going to go next. What's, I also wrote this Gay Billy Jack movie, which is... Gay Billy Jack? Well, he's not like... Yeah. I, just, I just watched Billy Jack again a couple of days ago, like two days ago, cried at the end, because when Tin Soldier starts playing yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of that... You, you Return to, of Billy Jack. You, you, uh, well, the first one. Yeah. yeah. There's, well, there's Born Losers. I'm, I'm a big Billy Jack fan. And, um, if, you, if you guys... If, if, I said that, if you've so, not seen Billy Jack, it's a great... It's, it's, what, it's all that's great about the 70s. It's, uh, but he kicks ass. He it's kick, it's because, lefty and, politics, but and, really violent. It's, so about, it's, it's, a, it's about civil rights. Yeah. Uh, and it's about uh, anti-establishmentism, uh, Arianism. Yeah. And uh, not Arianism. It's not about Arianism. But, uh, yeah, you lost me. Establishmentism, Arianism. But, <laughs> but also... And a little it, bit of Nazis. In the, 70s, <laughs> in the 70s, there had to be kung fu and karate at yeah. all times. It's so, so it's, fucking it's good. It's progressive politics with violence. It's, it's such a beautiful mixture, but... So I'm my, really I'm really proud of Jeff for resisting the urge because what he really wants to do because I know he knows it by heart he wants to do the Billy Jack, the speech the Billy when Jack I see uh, what you, you know, know Bernard you know Bernard 
when Jill and the kids up at the school tell me not to be violent and to, uh, to be nonviolent, I try. I really try. Uh, I'll do the whole thing. I want to, I'm like, oh, no, keep going. Uh, come on, just oh, do no, it. Oh, no, no, come on. That's just the take. Do it. You can't stop now. Bobcat, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The, the ice cream shop Of course, scene. Yeah. of course. But when I see a... When I see what you did when, when this I see this flower, girl, you know what we girl, call her back at the... We, we call her God's little gift of sunshine. <laughs> and when I see this, this, this boy so degraded, and when I think of the number of years that he's going to have to live with his memory... This idiotic moment of yours. <laughs> I just go berserk! <laughs> yeah. Now, so I'm not Jeff's agent, and he's not auditioning for Gay Billy Jack, but. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> please. So. Everybody, YouTube so, uh, that fucking scene. It's so, 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 uh, so uh, my ex wife, I, I, I said to her, I was like, uh, dude, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm so tired of being broke. I'm going to write a genre picture. Please. And I go, I love Billy Jack. I'm going to write a genre picture. I'm going to write a Billy Jack movie. So I'm down there writing. And she goes, how's it going? I go, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. She goes, uh, how long are you in? I go, about 50 pages. Uh, he's gay now. <laughs> and she goes, so we're just going to keep renting, huh? <laughs> Go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a that's, what it, that's the whole thing. Like, he goes into this town, he's trying to drink his whiskey, and someone calls him a fag, and he's gonna, so he says, I'm gonna have to ask you to stop using that word. Yes. And he goes, Bob, Bob and he's, like, he's like, what are you gonna do about it, fag? He goes, well, I'm gonna dislocate his shoulder. I'm gonna fracture his kneecap. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take shatter. And I, no, and he goes, oh, then he's, I, I fucked up. He goes, and I'm gonna shatter your windpipe. And you want to know something? There's not a goddamn thing. Not a goddamn it. thing you can do about it. <laughs> and, and then, and then, in the script it says it just—it's the simplest direction I've ever written. It just says, "And he does." <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then he walks back over to the bartender, and he finally finishes his whiskey and he throws it down. He says, "Is there a decent place for a man to stay in this town?" Ooh. And then it. It's smash cuts to him waking up in bed with the bartender. Oh. Oh. But, but I gotta say, this scene make, sounds funny. Make this it, movie. But, 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 I, if, if I'm not but the I have to say, Jack I know this, this sounds like it's a joke, but you know, I really do kind of explore, you know, uh, all this stuff about what's it like being a gay man and what what defines, you know, sexuality and. Yeah, I know. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm so uncommercial. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think you have to tell you. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, like, I, I would assume like, when you told me that, I was like, I don't think. Yeah, that, that you were like, this is hilarious. These faggots are gonna hate this. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm and finally like, letting them have it. See. <laughs> yeah. In a studio picture, it would have been like, hello. Right. You know. Oh and, God, boat trip. Uh, yeah. Fucking boat oh, trip. Boat yeah. trip is like a goddamn fucking no. psychedelic. Boat trip is a fucking ayahuasca atom bomb. Spirit vision. <laughs> boat, boat trip is one of the most amazing. If you, I don't know. If, if you've not seen boat trip, C Cuba Gooding Jr. and a, a series of other culprits make a movie. <laughs> it's 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 two, it's two guys. Like somehow, I think I think I don't know I how think you what happened is 
Please. Somebody was getting fired at, at one of the oldest agencies in the world, <laughs> and and their fingers locked on their filing cabinet, which tipped over, so there was finally the script visible <laughs> underneath it. And then like the, the 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 cleaning lady at the at the uh, or cleaning man at the uh, agency, <laughs> or you know cleaning person. And we're like, we nice safe, know. nice safe. They put it on top of the pile so the bottom it was like this Brazil thing and the movie got greenlit. That's a boat trip. Are you sure this is the movie that was supposed to be greenlit? (laughs) Two guys. He said it was on the top of the desk. They go on a boat and and then they find the the, the first party. It's a gay boat. We're on a gay boat. We're on a gay boat. And then, and then they have to pretend to be gay or they'll get kicked off the boat. And, the, you know, the gay guys get to get to look those at chicks' tits if they want. Because chicks don't really, care if gay guys look at their tits. And, those aren't some real high stakes. It, <laughs> the movie is like, like, like the, the movie includes Cuba Gooding Jr. coming out of a porthole into the open air. And it and hits his Oscar. And his cum he just, splatters he, on he, uh, he, he, someone's he had, face. He had won an Oscar like uh, 30 seconds before this movie was made. <laughs> And then there were like nine movies, like Cuba Gooding Jr. And like won an Oscar, the and then had nine movies with talking dogs and gay jokes in them, and like uh, they're just what, a cloud. The, what, of, what does the cum land on? The cum goes out the portal. The cum just lands on a person. Right. Okay. And, and then you go like, oh, what about? See, in uh, one crazy summer, there? that was a chili dog. <laughs> That's right. And it landed on my friend Tony V. And his famous line was, "You kids, <laughs> yeah, that's right." Tony, uh, there, there, there's a here's one of the weirdest things to look for in boat trip when you rent it tonight, kids. The the I'd the, like to mention that all my movies are available on digital platforms. <laughs> you don't necessarily have but to watch you'll boat only be trip. Encouraging. He's a documentary filmmaker what, now. What, watch him Don't, after. Watch him after boat trip. Watch boat trip first. Don't encourage his his, his phase yeah. of like, oh, like I hate I, America. I'm gonna tour. <laughs> I hate America. I'm gonna the, go to France. There's a. <laughs> they there's like my a, movies uh, in France. There's <laughs> a scene in boat trip where Cuba Gooding Jr. who is in love with the woman who thinks that he's gay because that's what he has had to do to survive on the boat, the gay man, which affords him the ironic chance to be in close quarters with her. She's confiding with him about her single life and how she wishes she could find a man. And he, if he just keeps lisping and, 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 and enough, then he gets to be with her. And so it's, a very, it's very uncomfortable for him. And at one point... They, the, con, the, the, the topic of conversation somehow comes to I, it either comes to how, 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 how are you supposed to eat a banana or how are you supposed to suck a dick but in any case she picks up a banana peels the banana to show him how she sucks dick and, and so the joke is that he's going like ha ha I can't believe it oh, it's a, she's eating she's sucking a banana dick in front of me <laughs> the, 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 cra- the crazy thing the crazy thing about it if you watch watch the movie in high def, like <laughs> you, when it when it the, you the can see his credibility this. leave the back of his head <laughs> of her licking the tip of the banana, it's unmistakable. The prop master, for some reason, has like well, not for some reason for so, I mean some disconnect between industry and government and, and the so- society. <laughs> Like, like the prop master has taken like a tool and like shaped like a, a visible penis head into the tip of the banana. And I love, 
all prop masters that have ever worked with me, you're the fucking best. You're wizards. You collaborate well. I have respect for your craft, but this is exactly the kind of thing that you know. If that you, you got to step on. If you were to yeah. take take yeah. a late lunch, you might find out that someone was like, "Yeah, well, then it says in the script it's like a dick." So, <laughs> I what do I do? I fucking I'm gonna get a raise today. You think I'm someone make was it like, like a dick? And then you go like, "Why are you making the banana like a dick? That makes no sense." That's a, 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 but it's like some, everyone on the set must have been like, it looks like a dick. Johnny, Johnny, get 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 back to the set. We're making a hit. The, 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 the banana, the banana looks like a dick. Get back here. And, and, and Universal and Fox and, and Rupert Murdoch and like all the time. Oh, like a dick. And she's like licking it. It looks like a dick. They carved a dick out of a banana. But it makes think, no... It's so insane! Do you think somebody said, just looked at the banana and was like, I don't know if this reads like a dick. It doesn't... That's a, it could have just been one Do you think voice. it was a studio note? They're like, I don't make, know. Like, like, I eat bananas read? like that, and I'm can not horny. The, can we make the... Can she be... I, I she feel be, like the banana doesn't read as a cock. I can feel she like be me. holding some kiwis... Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's the same guy who kept saying, "I'm telling you, this should be called Gay Boat Trip." I don't, I don't know why you're 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 PCing the title. It should be called Gay Boat Trip. We did we did we did tests on the title. People don't care about boats. We say Gay Boat Trip. They know the movie we're talking about. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. and Carlos. Car, Carlos, who is it? Carlos. No, uh, no, 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 no. It was uh, Horatio Sands. Horatio wow. Sands. Wh- whom we love and I don't think everybody has to go home and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they already did. Have you, go- have you gone off on a boat trip rant before? Or is- no, I don't. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. I mean, no, it's not I'm a- not busting your chops. I didn't know if that was like what frosted your cake. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Like it's like it's, if I see that boat trip one more time. No, I mean I just I'm gonna I, come so hard. I what frost what what what, what frost my cake is inscrutability. Like I, I like shit that like when you look into it and you can't find even the even the most coarse, crass, cynical explanation for it. Yeah. Like like we, we used to. But have I think a, movies like that make it like you know like I did uh, Sleeping Dogs Lie. It was called Stay originally, but it's a, a rom com. Not a rom-com. It's kind of a little bit more my stab at trying to do a Woody Allen movie, but it with a tiny bit of bestiality in it. <laughs> Just a little bit of bestiality. Just a hint? Yeah. Just a, whis- a whisper but of bestiality. It's so yeah. But I think when it's people... It's so It's so But I think when... People hear about it, they think that's what they're gonna see, you know, an actual shot of her spitting dog semen out and all this stuff, you know. And the joke isn't like making fun of her character, it's actually about, um, you know, how there's things in our past that other people can't get past. And she learns in that movie at the end, she says, you know, I learned it's the living up to the lies that we tell about ourselves that make us better people. <laughs> they, wow. By the way, they made the same movie with an avalanche, and, it's, uh, and, and right, everyone's right. like, now I accept it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the cat, the, in your movie, she yeah. fucks a dog. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But it's all off camera, and it's, I remember getting this note. Oh, the avalanche never kills him. I, I got a note that was, um, could she just jerk the dog off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah. 
was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is actually weirder, right? Yeah. Because then you'd be like looking at the dog, you know, yeah, like, like, why would you? <laughs> yeah, you're locking like, you're, eyes. Now you're invested in the, uh, the dog doesn't need that. Yeah. Like, that this is about. Yeah. You know, she says it's like something weird, you know, that's like touching a toaster that you know is hot. It was, you know, she's not into bestiality. It was just this weird thing. It's about did. something that happened in the course yeah, of Yeah, and I needed something that people couldn't get past. Drinking off a dog can only happen as the result of planning. Plus, if you told somebody scheduling. else, it's like, you know, once I jerked off a dog, you go, yeah, that's fucking weird. Uh, you went like 40% of the people do. I did too. Uh, yeah. I, I, in a barn on a bet. That's what it is. So, And that, by the way, when that movie came out, oh my God, people would be like that. You know, the point of that movie was, you know, it's okay to lie. And, um, right. And, and because sometimes people tell the truth and they're not being kind. And, um, but man, as soon as that movie, like the, it, the lights go up, people go, I'll tell you what, I had a, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. People just start telling me their bestiality stories. I don't know if you've ever felt a lamb's mouth. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what the movie was about. Oh, I'll tell one more story about this movie. My, my daughter was uh, 18 or 19. And the movie starts, and that's right out of the gate. That scene happens. And there's this woman. It was at Sundance, and people, it, you know, and it's not me self-loathing. It, everything sells out at Sundance. So I knew I was, like, the third or fourth choice. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know, it's an arty farty movie. It's not, I got a Bobcat Goldberg movie ticket. You want it? You know, so it was packed. I was glad people were there, but they did not know what they were going to get. So <laughs> this scene starts, and this woman's, like, four rows behind us, and she's, like, she's going to leave. And she's gathering up her coat and stuff, and her friend talks her into staying. And... Uh, and about 50 minutes into the movie, that same woman was crying watching the movie. And my daughter goes, look at your friend now. And I look, and my daughter goes, yeah, you cry, bitch, you cry. <laughs> For real? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Now I'm terrified. Jeff, to, Jeff knows. Jeff I'm terrified to have children now because if my child makes me that proud, I would be like, oh, but, "Can you marry your daughter?" Yeah, but, well, uh, you know what? But, you know what? My but, daughter. Bob, did. Like, you, your relationship with, with your daughter is is amazing, and, and uh, Curtis, I've never met your daughter, but you, you seem to have a, a great relationship have, with yes. yours too. I have one of um, those. <laughs> Bob's daughter Tasha, like like she loves you, and like 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 she's your best friend, and yeah. she like. But and and a, and the queen of the ball busting, like 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 uh, at Sundance this year, she's like, Dad, I have to come over here. And I go, what? She goes, I, I want, I got you this, uh -oh. and it means a lot to me, and and, and I, I need you to wear this, and it's a, it was a Police Academy Two crew jacket, <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking wore it. I wore it. <laughs> she knew you. She knows you're not in the first one. That's yeah, sweet. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. That's she a good daughter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I wore to the premiere of my series debut Tasha's as a documentary. So, Tasha's so cool, and it's so, it's so cool to see like a father that like, like, I, I grew up in Los Angeles where most of my friends uh, they don't have a great relationship with their parents, or they hate their brother, or they hate their sister, and there's, there's not a lot of great stories of families that love each other. There there are plenty, but there's also lots that don't. It's very cool to see like Tasha worships you and also treats you like a buddy because I think you treat her like a buddy and like that that's a very rare thing and Curtis like, yeah, like, like same, I, I feel like you have the same relationship with her yeah. although I don't, I don't know her 
It's always, and, but well, you have to take my word for it then. I will, but but I mean, I, I think we take your word for everything because you deal in sincerity, and I I don't think you would ever uh, dissemble about something like that. No, uh, that, that that that's everything that we like about you two uh, as individuals. The fact that you have a great relationship with uh, your daughter is is really well. You know, remarkable. I have to I have to tell you when I when I met Bob, um, he was the first. The first actor I think I'd worked with in Hollywood whose politics and particularly gender politics mirrored mine. I thought that was so cool yeah, because there were not many of us. women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. And, and, and that, because this is like sure one of my first dogs. movies. It's like, you I know what this movie is? Yeah, that's Jimmy Moore. <laughs> I just, uh, I said, more and more. <laughs> I am... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I met you, and I just assumed, oh, everybody in Hollywood's chill. You know, yeah, that was yeah. one of my first yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, I was quite naive about the thing. But um, so you, so we all know each other because Eric Idle and his wife Tanya, and they have a daughter Lily, and my daughter grew up with with Lily Idle as 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 a friend. So I was on Arsenio Hall when um, when he got fired. And so I walked out and uh, I spray painted Paramount Sucks on the backdrop of the set. And then I took a, a, the monitor, which cost three grand, I found out later on, <laughs> and, and smashed it and put my feet through it with my Doc Martens. It was totally premeditated because I was like, my Chuck Taylors are going to. Yeah. Yeah, I need to wear my fucking steel toed Docs. Guess a fucking steel toed. Because that monitor's getting 12 holes. Up. 12 holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm a baby. So. Um, <laughs> So, you know, if we're making the movie, it's the guy getting ready for war. You know what I mean? What he needs, you know, the weaponry. You know, so I got my Doc Martens. I'm ready to go smash up the Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> and I throw the mattresses into the audience. And, uh, and Why uh, were there mattresses? The, 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 oh, the, cush the, the cushions, cushions from the couch. And then the producer's like saying, get him. And, and Arsenio tackles me. <laughs> and as we're going to a commercial, he whispers in my ear. He goes, thank you. <laughs> And so, I leave the show acting like not, no big deal, and I'm now coloring with my daughter, and she's eight, and we're coloring. Oh, my God. And then the news comes on. It goes, comedian goes berserk on the Arsenio Hall show. And Tasha goes, ugh. I go, what? She goes, sometimes you act like you don't have a brain in your head. <laughs> and, and I go, but it, it was just a bit. It's just comedy. She goes, if it was comedy, it wouldn't be on the news. <laughs> and then she goes, and then she goes, Lily's dad's not on the news. <laughs> Eight years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tasha, Tasha is smarter than all of us, right? Yeah, like, yeah. She, she clearly uh, is. Like, I like that she was doing the math. She goes, well, wait, uh, her, no, her dad's in dresses. But I used to always, ever since high school, I used to wear dresses, you know, like skirts. And it wasn't. It was not, and I didn't do it for camp. It was my way of saying, you know, if you go to a football party and you show up in some smart-looking culotte, it fucks up the football team harder <laughs> than anything, you know. They, I hey, like that you had smart culottes. I had very <laughs> smart. So I was always, like, wearing skirts and stuff. And when Tasha was little, I'd always be in a skirt. And then one day I woke her up for school, and she goes, Dad, I've never seen that sweater. And she goes, yeah. She goes, that would go so well with your brown skirt. <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know. <laughs> can we can we do a show where we bring uh, Tasha and you out? Bob? I wonder if she would do it. That's uh, pretty funny. She idea. must because she's fucking groovy. Yeah. That well, now that's all built up. I don't know. If yeah, she, yeah. If she's really smart, now, she'll stay away. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she sounds like the kind yeah. of person that. Yeah, like, no, she totally. That. Yeah. Curtis, how's your daughter doing? She's out in, in Europe still. Like, she's yeah. She's in London. Yeah. She just she just produced her first night of music at uh, Shacklewell Arms. Three bands. She is now going places. That's so cool. 19. I wish, wow. I, I, wish I had a, a, a daughter that was a genius. That'd be so cool. I know. It's fun. You may. <laughs> you mean I might already? You may. <laughs> you're, a, you're a randy little goat. Uh, <laughs> That tour in Nam we did, man. <laughs> it's not like we were being careful about anything but protecting democracy. It's not, let me rewrite that. Let me rewrite that. It's not like we were protecting anything but democracy. Right. I have obviously, less of a laugh, but you've spliced it together in a little. <laughs> Not important. I'm the, 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 that's. I mean, in the in the realm of like male comedians, uh, especially, the the amount of misogyny, like like there's, there's so much uh, women hating in male comics. Like it's 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 kind of axiomatic. It's very cool and uh, like very respectable. Uh, respectable that. Like, there's two guys that you guys been doing comedy for so long, and you have a female daughter that you look up to and like. Like that—that that, that, that takes amazing. a lot of balls to have a female daughter. <laughs> I said, "Can we just have a daughter?" Nope, she's gonna be a female daughter. <laughs> you know what I'm fucking saying. But thank you. That's like, like, it's uh, th- there's th- there's there's so much misogyny. Also, just also in comedians, misanthropy like across the board. Like the fact that you like you look up to the women in your life like makes me very very happy. Like and I've met uh, Tasha and Tasha couldn't be cooler and couldn't love you more. Like she she speaks of you so highly, Bob. That, that it's like I, I think she she does it to your face too. I don't think it's like a secret that, that she tells people that she barely knows like me that how much she wor- like looks up to you and worships you. But also she gives you shit. She oh, like, totally. yeah, it's just fucking cool because she really is like. Yeah, like, like, like she's high status. She's fucking yeah. Like I mean yeah, we always go. Our pet name is Jerk, but she um, <laughs> she loves to you know like if I'm in a mall, she'll go Bobcat, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and shit chills. So I'll tell this story once. Tony V was at the uh, uh, Riviera. He's a comedian buddy of mine, I love and Tony it v. was my birthday, and and Robin was playing the MGM. And we were all hanging out that weekend. And I hadn't been on stage in five years because I'd been directing the Kimmel show and doing other stuff. And Tony's having a, you know, it wasn't the greatest crowd. And I go, Tony, bring me up. And he's like, really? I go, yeah. And I went up and I started performing. And my daughter's like, do the voice. And um, (laughs) (laughs) fucking relentless. And then... And then Robin was like, bring me up, you know? And I was like, all right. And then, then he came up. It was just... Bring this, me up. Yeah, it was just beautiful. And Tony, we had so much fun. I remember we were... This is not that long ago. And you would be amazed how many people would be like, you know, you know, more to the... You know, I mean, this isn't that long. Yeah, so we're, at, we're playing blackjack. And Tony's a really big guy. And this guy goes, hey, Mark, where's Mindy? And Tony goes, she's over at Fuck Off and asked you to join her. <laughs> <laughs> I remember too. It was just so many. It was um, 
age-appropriate women would go nuts for ramen. Like, we had to, like... <laughs> it, <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird way to back into that story. It was... No, I just never seen like these cougars, these saber-toothed tigers. They were going mental. They were like, they like it was like the Beatles, but these women were yeah. menopausal. They were like chasing him. It was. It's a harder. It's a harder get. It's it's it's, it's, it's a more respectable like. Uh, and it's funny you say that I'm not sexist. That I say these menopausal women that were age appropriate, but that's really what happened. I'm not saying like, you weren't. I'm saying your daughter's not. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, I was like, dude, you could pull so much steel wool if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not sexist. Steel I just wool. wanted to crush any goodwill that you had developed for me. Steel wool. It hurts. Steel wool hurts. <laughs> um, but it, it gets, uh, it polishes you really clean. <laughs> you know, I mentioned that earlier, though. The, the last time he and I went on stage was at your show, and I remember he was just here at the at Meltdown. He goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "I'm about to do a podcast," and so he just stayed. Yeah. And I was like, "I go," and I was like, "You want to go up?" And he's like, "No, I don't want to go up." I was like, okay, man, "You don't have to go up." And then I remember him just like looking yeah. like he's like, you know, put me in coach, and he, and he, and, and, uh, and he came. Yeah, up. he was sitting where <laughs> Curtis is sitting. He was wearing his little windbreaker, and he was I I I'd never. He was so shy, and so yeah. he came out here, and like you, you did the bit, Dan, where like you're like like fuck, like, these people don't deserve us. Like Bobcat Goldthwait, and you came out, and you you told Bobcat to fuck off, and then you go, Robin Williams, and Robin came out, and I, I, I'm sitting here, so I don't know that that's a joke. I, I didn't. See Robin. <laughs> and Robin came out and gave me like a noogie and like like a headlock because I I just met him at Eric's house like two nights before, where we sang songs like when you go to Eric's house, like you sing. And and when he left the stage, uh, I, he hugged me and I, I I held him and I said like thank you for making everyone think that you and I are great friends. <laughs> uh, well, I have a good story about when some in my act is a, a shaggy dog joke that I tell, but it's a true story and I won't go into the whole story. I'll try to do a truncated version. Tell the whole thing. All right. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard the airplane story. It is a true story. I was on a flight going from Los Angeles to New York and midway through the engine blew up. And it was terrifying. It was really, and I've had enough turbulence and stuff. The plane just suddenly was just dumping, and and it was like G-force kind of stuff. You know, it was really scary. People were screaming. I was like, staying calm. Check out the flight attendants. Flight attendants are looking out the window. Turn around, sobbing, sobbing. Flight attendants. Oh, I'm not exaggerating. And they're holding each other's hands. Like I always uh, thought you were a professional, yeah. Karen. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> Oh man! And I gotta say, I'm like completely out of my body, and I'm like, all right. And uh, and uh, oh, the God. pilot's like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot. There's no reason to be alarmed. You know, the placating tone yeah. in his voice. Uh, this one's for the black box. So <laughs> on the black box alone. I just want to say, I, they told me in the event this speak, isn't a suicide. My insurance is valid. Everything. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I am of sound body and mind. When we got on, Dimitri Martin was on the flight, and we were just, we were dying. Dimitri Martin. Because we're sitting there. And, he, and, and Dimitri's looking out the window going, if a landscape is, well, is a, no, is a horizon, he, then a horizon forms the letter H. But he says, no, we both, were, we just, after we survived this, we both kept going, there's no reason to be alarmed. Because the guy, the guy kept saying that every time. Don't be afraid. There's no reason to be alarmed. So, and I'm like, this is the time to, you know, that's not comforting. If the guy was like going, 
holy fuck. Yeah. You know, I go, oh, this guy's in it. You know, he's in it. Right. You know. If he, would say, if he said, like, okay, this is fucked up for me too, but That'll I got something. this. Yeah. yeah. Or, look, I'm going to try some shit I learned in pilot school. <laughs> yeah. I'm not making any promises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every, you know, everybody get up, move to the left of the plane. Wherever you, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna freestyle. Okay. Right. Or if he said, okay, here's a here's a final refinement on that. He goes, he, he goes, the bad news is all bets are off in terms of like FAA and everything. The good news is that means I get to do whatever the fuck I want. And and ladies and gentlemen, I'm fucking good. <laughs> or if he's like, or if he's just like, smoke. <laughs> yeah. Go and smoke. Yeah. Smoke him if you fucking got him. Yeah. Kiss, light kiss, it up. Kiss a stranger. Rub yeah. one out in your seat. Fucking uh, everybody. Uh, anybody's turn. Game. Turn to your neighbor and just go down. So, <laughs> if you're an atheist and you've ever fantasized about throwing your baby like a football, <laughs> now'd be the yeah, time to do it. Gotta, no one will ever know. No reason to be alarmed. You got a 15-second window to spike that baby and do this. <laughs> So, <laughs> think about all and the this, times it kept you up. All at I can 3 say, all I can say is, uh, uh, this is hundred percent true. The other people on the flight was a good portion of the United States Special Olympics team. This is uh, relax. Just let me finish the story. I'm not. It was 45 men and women in red, white, and blue running suits with medals. So, if it wasn't the Special Olympics team, it was a really big hip hop group <laughs> with Down syndrome. So. This isn't Buried one. the lead, yeah. This isn't... That's, the, the, that's the title of this episode, by the way. So... <laughs> so... So the plane's careening towards the earth, and, um, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm dying. And I thought of Tasha, and I thought of my friends. And then Claire Isabel, the, the, the guy's back on, he's like, there's no reason to be alarmed. Because he's like, oh, that was the, other, the first announcement was, we're going to land in Cleveland in two to two and a half minutes. <laughs> Seriously. Is that the scheduled stop, or is he just, like, saying... No, no, we're going to New York. <laughs> it's like a Sucker Brothers movie. Like, yeah. he's, like he's like, okay, the, uh, the gate like, is 3H, 4H, 5H, 6H. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland. No, so we're dumping the plane in Cleveland, and then... He goes, uh, when we land, the runway will be covered entirely in foam. <laughs> swear to God. At the very end of the runway will be a fire truck. And uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this is it, you know? And clears the bell, uh, and Dimitri can back this up, clears the bell, a voice in the back of the plane went, fire truck! <laughs> uh, True. <laughs> swear to God. Okay. And he was excited. And I laughed. <laughs> and nobody else. I'm like, fire truck? You didn't hear fire truck? <laughs> I, I went, because that was the moment I went from atheist to agnostic. I was like, you know what? There really might be some sort of higher there's, there's deity a, there's, a yeah. there's a possibility. Yeah, maybe there's a higher power. And, um, and I know... And there, I know there also might be some apples. Apples? And I know people that go, you know, they're like... Um, and when I tell this story, people, of course, come up to me. And I, and, but the thing is, is like I, 
I know plenty of people have mentally challenged folks in their family or they work with them, but if you don't think they say or do anything funny, you're denying that they're human <laughs> beings because that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard another human being say. Fire truck! And the tag is, I was always trying to figure out like who was going to get top billing if the plane crashed. was going to say, Special Olympics team dies in fiery crash. Also on board, 80s comedian Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Or Bobcat Goldthwait Special Olympics team, yeah. and you go, yeah, yeah, I was right. So, so, the second time I tell that story, which is, it is a 100% true story. The second time I tell that story, I'm into my act about 10 to 15 minutes, and this woman gets up, and she's, because I didn't have that tag to, that deflected, she goes, my son is, you know, and she's all upset because, she's, and she storms out and she makes a point and then goes to the door and that door's locked. So then she has to come back through and it's horrible. And she's got a table full of friends. And this, I was really into my act, seriously, 10, 15 minutes. And I go, is that lady gone? I go, is she really gone? Is she out of the building? They go, yeah. I go, all right. Look, uh, he, uh, I'm not going to do my act. Uh, I'm gonna, and he doesn't know this, but uh, here's my friend, Robin Williams. Robin, come up here and finish this act. And so he comes up and he does like an hour of stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was she gone or was yeah, she, she was gone? gone. Okay. So then I come back and I go, all right, text your friend right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let her know what happened. So, so you know, because she's like, oh, what happened after I left? Well, he left and Robin Williams did an hour. <laughs> I hope you made your point. <laughs> All my stories about Robin aren't like, like people are like, oh, and then he said this and it was wonderful. It's always about me yeah. throwing him under the bus. <laughs> they really are. You, we had a him, barracuda. Using him as a get out of jail freak. We were in the Caribbean and this barracuda was snorkeling. And it comes up and it just jarts up and it's right eye to eye with us. And I'd love to tell you I'm a better man than this. I grabbed him, put him right between me and the barracuda. <laughs> Not for a laugh. <laughs> Just pure instinct. Wait, wait. Shit. You, you grab Robin as a human shield? Yeah. Yeah. You're like Martin Sheen in the dead zone. I, I, I'm ashamed, but, and I even could have got out of it because we both started laughing. We run out of the water, and he's like, he goes, You did that on purpose, didn't you? I was like, I go, Yeah, I did. I go, You've had a good run, you know? Yeah. It would be Robin Williams and other attacked by Barracuda. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've been on lots of planes where I was like, "Oh shit, I'll be a footnote on this plane" because George Takai is on the plane, <laughs> but like uh, Sulu is on the plane. Like, 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 I will not be mentioned on that plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> Sulu was great. Sulu got on the plane before me and Greg Proops, and he got on the plane, and uh, he's walking up, and there's a guy like, like, "Hello, Mr. Proops. Hello, Mr. Sansa." Uh, oh, Mr. Takei. Uh, and the guy that was working the, the gate, he's like, I just saw you on an episode of, uh, like, fucking, uh, what's, what's the fucking show? The fucking some sitcom. The, the Big, Big, Big Bang Theory. He said, I just saw you on an episode of Big, Big Bang Theory. And George Takei goes, oh, that's very good news. I can expect a residual. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. You, you're never, you, you're never going to worry about crashing when fucking Sulu's on your fucking plane. That's very good news. Well, you know, come on. 
he's not. He's in the show. He's sitting in front of a prop. He's not able to control. The ship's not in space. I feel like just psychologically, we all feel like if like this is the best plane you're ever going to be on because he sat in front of a spaceship that never died. <laughs> no. I, well, I don't know. I, no, I'm. I don't care. I'm being. I'm being. Uh, I'm being an asshole. Uh, all right. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Uh, the uh, so are we, you, are, you're just mad that I said Big Bang Theory. Yes. yes. No, no, no. You've told that story before, story. Uh, George Takei. That's all. It's a, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I'm preoccupied about like the shows. That we we, we got we, we we, to wrap the show we, up. We got. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing a lot of talking. Yeah, but you don't get to leave. All right. The, the uh, I, I, can I can I make you guys play uh, uh, the the game with us uh, for well, for five minutes? I was so Don't good at Dungeons it. and Dragons. Sure. Right. Let's play. Let's play a Fast and Furious uh, combat riddled uh, Shadow Run right we now. We got an Eve Libertine and a Doctor Friend and a and a. So we need to bring Demorge out here. Demorge Brown. Uh, shit. We, we, we should have brought. <laughs> hello, Demarge. Hello, hello, hello. We're, Pass, passing through we're bringing you in in, in in the uh, in the dying embers of a of a soccer game right now. Do I have a bad count? What's my what? What do you do? You have a better bird's no. eye of the? No, we're all good, man. Okay, they can be living embers. Okay, Curtis is going to hand them out because I usually do that pretty badly. So, in the post feminist progression of the show, we're bringing no women up. <laughs> because you know why? Because they're, they can take care of themselves. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And if you don't believe that, maybe you hate women. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh... All right, so uh, we, we, we're... Uh, Spencer, I, I, as, as I recall, last time, you guys fought a bunch of ghouls. There was a ghoul magnet in a briefcase. Ghoul magnet? You guys, you guys beat up a bunch of ghouls. What was happening after that, Spencer? Should we get a recap for Very, that? Well, I mean, that was basically the whole recap, but, I mean, I could do it. But, no, nothing happened after that. Okay, let, let, let's skip the recap just for time's sake. Jump in. Okay, so right now we have a briefcase full of a, a, a ghoul magnet. Does, we got fucked over. We didn't get the money, right? You did not. We were supposed to get paid by R. Johnson. He fucking boned out. Now we're standing in a parking lot, and we have a lot of uh, questions we're so, in. We're inside a uh, inside a chain linked. You're outside uh, of a chain linked parking lot. All right. Nearby a dead gas station. I'm holding the ghoul magnet briefcase. Yeah, it's beeping. They gave us a fucking ghoul magnet, and I throw it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Nightblade. What was the name of our Johnson? What was that guy's name? That fucking just that, that just screwed us over. I tell him. Spencer, um, he tells you that he didn't ask because he didn't do due diligence. We 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 didn't get the name off that guy. No, you sure didn't. Well, the point the point of a shadow run really is more about uh, not leaving a paper trail. Um, can, can I uh, has has enough time passed where, where I as, as Eve Libertine can I cast as a kind of a spirit or like an, like a like an eagle to like like fly off and f follow the car of the person that drove away from us and follow oh, that guy? Oh, it's been far too long for that. You oh, can shit. send him a you can send him to search, but it'll be some time before he. Okay, I I send off a search. Uh, Eagle. 
uh, to, 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 to follow that guy because there, there will be comeuppance for that guy for sure. How strong? Uh, I, I, uh, six. Hey, can I use, can I use my agony spell uh-huh. on the guy even though he's, he's getting away but it's a long distance agony spell? Can I do one of those? Uh, you don't have line of sight to him. He's, he's far, far off. So can I? But my mother not. could do that without seeing me. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you were just gonna try, Curtis, I mean, if, I even could if, try. Even if you were just gonna try, it'd probably sound like. <laughs> Wait, Spencer. Is, is there a way that I can send my eagle that goes off to search for him and carry that agony along with... Like, can, we, can we team up? Can uh, we team up his agony spell on my spiritual eagle to fly... On? I'm trying to get us out of here in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a possibility? Yeah, but it'll take some special doings. All right. What kind? It's a lot harder. It, you, you could pass out. You could even die. Oh, shit. What, the eagle? No. But no. <laughs> Spencer, no, Spencer, no, I'm, I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to sacrifice it. If, if you put the agony on my, my spiritual eagle. But, uh, but also, I, I have a lot of spirit sense. And like, and I, have a, I, I touch my red feather earring on my right ear that gives me special spiritual power with uh, spirits of air that should protect me more. That should protect me more. And I go, Dr. Friend, yes. hold my hand. Hold my hand. Well, let's all hold hands just in case. Let's all hold hands. Everybody, if we all, if we all okay. hold hands, if we all hold hands together. All right. I, I'm holding my spiritual eagle to go, to go, yes! to, go to go find this motherfucker who Release gave us a fucking, who gave us a cool magnet instead of money. There is a swirling combination of spirits flowing through Hortigar's body. I'm elevating it with my own volumizer and sending it back through to the doctor and circling it back through to the eagle. Fly, eagle! Fly! Because he know you, the Hayaku! I sense that the only thing that could possibly be holding this back is the psychic blockage in my own body, so I lock eyes with Dr. Friend, and continuing an arc that was established five episodes ago, I say, I'm gay too! I'm gay too! Cliffhanger! is easy people act like it has to do with like numbers and Demarge Brown <laughs> I'm Jeff Davis we've also had Spencer Crittenden Curtis Armstrong Bobcat Goldthwait Dan Harmon um, I demand as comptroller of Harmontown, that Curtis and Bob come back to finish what we started yes. on this fucking uh, shadow run. Thank you so much, everybody. Drive fast and take chances. And keep your eyes peeled for Call Me Lucky, and uh, it'll be it'll be on your your your, your God knows what medium soon. 
Thanks to Chris Bowruff and Sarah Hill.